Recording has now started, so... Uh, Ix, are you taking notes? Yeah. For timing things? Awesome. So how's everybody doing today? I'm doing good. I had a I had a box full of junk next to me that I was pretty sure had a D6 in it, and I didn't check until just now, and it did. So <laughs> All right. It actually had a bunch in it. I was like, first almost... gamble of the night plays off. Yeah. <laughs> That's great news. Uh, I hope everybody has a die or one of a million options for apps or websites or something. There's... I've been watching the genius all day, so I would be very well prepared if this was in any way a competitive game, but it isn't, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm being told there's a problem with this call. Um, do we want, I mean, I can like put something down on my table so that we're not hearing dice noises. Is that a problem? Do we like dice noises or hate them? The dice noises in this case are kind of nice. Okay. Uh, we just need a six sided, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. a, a single six sided die or a digital equivalent. We're on the yeah, opposite system here. Like all a... buddies. You can just name random. It's weird. I just keep rolling sixes. And we won't know the difference. I don't know how I just keep rolling sixes. This is a place of trust, really. Yeah, I mean, you ask for a six-sided die, but you don't specify what should be on each of the six faces. Exactly. I'm using one of my fate dice as a six-sided die. I'm going to spend two points, and I got a minus. I don't really know. I'm going to use this rock. It kind of has six sides. I'm actually literally rolling uh, my 19-month-old son. (laughs) <laughs> all, right. all right how many sides does he have i mean if you if you like you gotta imagine it you gotta use your imagination right right yeah you can kind of you can kind of make it at six sides like, i mean he has abstract sides game. i'm pretty sure imagination mm-hmm. i took my collar off of my cat so he won't be making horrible noises as long as it's a six-sided bell Oh, the bell makes noises, not the cat when he's wearing the collar. <laughs> I know the you'll be hearing, like, throughout the whole game, otherwise. Max, do you want to play? Max is going to call you a fucking nerd and run off. Oh, Max. Max hates nerd shit. Is Max the cat? I would hope so. the human. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we get into it, uh, I saw when I got back from getting myself some food that people have been talking about uh, the format, the schedule, uh, i.e. the pod chat topics, and also some real stuff. Does anyone want to go over that before we're in it for reals? Also, no, is still not in the call. What the heck? Oops, that's- But yeah, the Don't first part like of that. How- <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that I got. I have all the rules down. The okay. the last thing that I wasn't sure about was earlier with the uh, the making sure that the the numbers on the sides were, or that the the pools and the ratings were the same thing that yeah. got cleared up. Uh, rating is the max value of the stat, and since we right. haven't actually played yet, your pool, what is currently available, is the same number. Mm-hmm. Until you start spending, then, you know, the pool will reduce. Yeah. (sighs) 
I gotta listen to some nice calm music so I can enter the mindset of a nice calm character. <laughs> oh man, I don't know what my character would listen to. Probably something shitty. For no, probably something that dad's like. Probably some Crush 40. Yeah, probably some Crush 40. Uh, Jackets, Jackets Otarka likes Crush 40 a ton. Jeff the Tool. Great. Yeah. I'm glad we settled that. Use that. I'm just going to listen to the same anonymous jazz that I put over every pod jet. Nice. Royalty-free jazz is my favorite genre of music. It's also the name of my band. It, it's very confusing for people, I have to admit. Gets you a lot of hits, though. And a lot of pending lawsuits. Oh, yeah, all those royalty-free people wanting to get their royalties out of my band? Mm-hmm. No, you, you <laughs> trying to get your okay. money out of people who thought it was royalty-free. Man, that's like, I would love that. That would be an amazing article. Like, <laughs> as soon as, as that case hits, people naming their band to become patent squatters for music. And you get the ones that are like, no, we just really dislike monarchies. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I was grabbing dinner. Oh, that's okay. I I just wanted to check if it was something like that or technical difficulties. Yeah, I was just stepped out for a minute and then lost track of time for a little bit. There's no what now? Gear? Yeah, I mentioned that a while ago, like if you want to... Yeah, we should have picked our own gear, oh. which I didn't do either, so whatever. You guys are... are uh, Lazy most. <laughs> no, I was going to say you're mostly straight edge. Uh, no no cyberware <laughs> except for the one guy that's made of it. That's that's fine. That's fine. There's like a ton of cyberware. It does mean you're basically sitting on a mountain of big creds, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, if I need anything, I can just buy it during session. Or roll preparedness. Preparedness is the best skill. Yeah, that too. I think I have a couple points on that, probably. Pretty sure I gave everyone at least some preparedness. Let me see. Yeah, for Table Talk listeners, Ironicus did literally every piece of work for this. <laughs> still like never everything. enough. I do not have any points. And still people are unprepared. <laughs> well, you can always use your unspent points to give yourself preparedness. Or just put it all into health and be a beast. Is there somewhere like oh, whatever. Is there a max number of points we can have in any uh, general ability? There is not. I mean, there comes to a point where you're just where, I'm ju where you're just showing off. Yeah, basically. <laughs> seventy preparedness. Eight points is considered uh, like serious expert, even for a game about serious experts. Sure. Oh uh, man, I've got eight and a few things. Yeah, I feel powerful. Feel like a strong kid. 
Whereas, so shooting. if you invest so many points in something that you're not ever using them, those are basically points that could have gone to something else. But there's no, mm-hmm. there's no maximum. Just like you're, you're really going to spend ten things on uh, naval tactics, really, really. Again, I'd, I'd love if you to... wouldn't judge me, but <laughs> I need to be well, sure it depends. Are we playing Battleship the RPG? Drackle, you're very quiet. I have to like literally have my microphone on my mouth apparently to be heard oh, yeah. apparently. That's the way we like it. But yeah, the question you were asking. So my shooting is 10. Yeah. So that means that the points I can put in is a maximum of 10. That means you have 10 points. So what does that mean like if I have That to means shoot if you want to shoot somebody, you can say I'm going to add 2 points to this roll to increase my odds by uh you know, 2 points. And you can do that five times. Or you can uh, add, say, four points and get two automatic serious hits. I'm just really confused how that's different over. from how that's different from the pool. That um, is the pool. That is the pool. That's what so, your pool is. Yeah, so you have ten, ten in the stat, you have, and you have ten shooting pool. You have ten dollars. You can spend the dollars on shooting better. Yeah, so you spend pool, the dollar, the dollar is gone. The pool so column is just there to, to write down when you've spent some of your rating. So yes. like the extra stuff? Okay. Yeah. Now the plus on the side, those are extra points that you can put in any pool you want. Maybe uh, it turns out your character is... Let me scroll up to yours. I'm looking at someone else's. Yeah, you're first in line. Maybe it turns out that uh, your character has some business affairs that I didn't know about. That's fine. You knew it. I didn't. Put so some of your five those, in there. So I can just throw that into the or rating. Or you're even better at surveillance than I thought you were. You put some of those into that rating, you know? that It's an unfinished character, free for customization. It's, or I should say a very nearly finished character. 70 out of your 75 general ability points have been spent. It is so a mostly molded sculpture. <laughs> yeah. You get there. Yeah. Consider them finishing touches. There you go. Or if you like think like, oh, this business affairs is coming up a lot more than I expected. I'll put a few more points in that. Yeah. I'm flirting a lot more than I thought I would be. <laughs> <laughs> I better uh, flirt better. We are, uh, be warned using the, uh, adventure included in the rule book just because with all the other things I was doing I didn't have time to come up with an adventure and I wanted to make sure it was at least decent wow that's really that's really lazy of you it's really um, lazy of me especially after all of the work that I put in I'm really <laughs> kind of <offended laughs> I was just I, kind of blown away by, by the way that Phil stepped up to the plate yeah yeah and and we're uh, so so happy to have you on the team this character hey I have a name ready I just want to point out the thing I said wasn't sarcastic uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now, is there anywhere I can see what sort of gear I could acquire? Uh, do you, if you open the reference doc, it has a link, it has a Dropbox link to the book itself. There's a whole gear chapter, in fact. That's, okay. I have it now. Okay. Um, uh, a lot of the gear you'll see says standard on it. You already have those things. So, go nuts. for the unprepared. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know there was. A, I didn't see the link to the book, so I wasn't aware it was even there. That's okay. All right. 
Is there anything else just burning on the top of people's heads? Otherwise, we can get into the pod chat, and if any more questions come up, we'll have another drink break in between. Uh, how long are you expecting the pod chat to go? Uh, we tend to shoot for 15 to 25 minutes. Okay. Sometimes they go a little over. Especially and if you get my chatty. Question, yeah. 118 big creds, is that for the whole crew? Yes. Uh, you had a pool of 120. Uh, Eos has a few um, cybernetic enhancements as a cybe. He's essentially made of them. Okay. But that's yeah, what that that's, that's That's their thing. Yeah. Uh, last question that I have. So general abilities we've covered in eight is considered like super master, crazy, yeah. good. Uh, investigative abilities, um, everything's just one. It's basically a binary. If you have zero, you're not good at it. If you have one, you're great at if it. If you have uh, one, you will never miss a core clue that can be gained using that investigative ability. So it would be it would be worthless for me to just take the six extra points I have and just put them all in flirting right now. Uh, it would be useful to put them in things you already have because that means you can do greater spends to get uh, uh, improved clues, things that are not necessary, strictly speaking. Uh, like um, you, flirt, like you'll flirting. always get the basic skeleton of the mystery. Uh, You've got. From my understanding of it, basically, ahead. like I have one point in forensic and anthropology, mm-hmm. so. Whenever there's a forensic clue to find, I will just find it automatically. However, I could spend points in order to get better clues. Exactly. So yeah. it, since I only have one point, I could only get a better clue from forensics once the whole time. If I had three points, I could do that three times. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, use use those. Uh, I think I left you with six floating points. Yeah. Yeah, you can make some of your things better by six or you can get really broad (laughs) like i might grab a couple extra skills for the weird medic dude because i have like history 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 culture yeah and then anthropology (laughs) as you can see i gave you the uh a, a lot of your investigative points go into your special weird alien uh yeah stuff your your psychic powers Yes. And uh, then the things you're required to have for your uh, your assignments and also filling in gaps and like, well, we have it would make sense for what used to be the uh, nigh omnipotent energy being to have the history of species that aren't reflected in the party itself. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, it makes sense. Yeah. If anyone was going to pick them up, I figured it, it'd be your little blue fella. Right, I don't disagree with them. Yeah. But uh, I also noticed that that's all I have, really. So I might be putting those points broad in my character instead of... How much money? Hey, okay. 118 big creds. Which is plenty, according is to like, what I'm looking whoa. at. Whoa, yeah. Like, uh, I'm gonna... You could buy things to bolt onto your ship rather than yourself, necessarily. That's enough. We have to, we have to buy our ship. No, you already have your ship. I know gonna, one thing uh, I want to do. Quick and get a glass of water oh, before we start. Right. Okay. Okay. Right of it is. I'm gonna buy two deflectors though. Was that 180 or 118? 118. 118. 116. I just spent two. Okay. Because deflectors sound useful for the guy who's going to probably run into the middle of a firefight and treat someone's wounds. That's true. Okay. 
Okay, so now that we, I think we're out of desperate uh, uh, technical stuff. Uh, I just kind of have to play it by ear. I'd like to say hello and welcome to our good guest and hopefully future friend Keith. Yay! Hi! Hi! Hi. That's me. My name's and Keith. also Phil, but he just stepped away to get water. <laughs> Everybody. Thanks for uh, joining us. Thanks for taking time out of what uh, I uh, can confidently call a bad week. Uh, sure. To yeah, come yeah, have fun sure. with us. <laughs> that is rough luck. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, it's fine. Um, ho- hopefully my car is totaled so I don't have to pay a deductible, is all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that that's the better outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now I'm looking at viralware. Viralware is weird. So yeah, that's the kind of stuff I like. Uh, what's upkeep? How how um, often does that every uh, every, every session? Yeah, every new uh, uh, mission basically, uh, you have to pay the upkeep cost, or else uh, bad things happen. bad things happen. Basically, yeah, your stuff shuts off, and uh, it's it has negative health uh, uh, impact. So I feel like I should buy this autonomic, aut, autonomic Avenger. <laughs> okay. That's a good phrase. Okay. I, I don't know what it is and you can barely pronounce it. It's probably it, a good purchase. What it is is apparently it's an implant you can get where if you go unconscious, you basically get one more round of punching people until you pass out. Awesome. It sounds like. That sounds appropriate. So that costs two credits mm-hmm. the upkeep is one so every session i spend one credit to keep it going uh i'm doing the same thing to get chameleon skin for my weird psychic and i'll flavor it as psychic stuff awesome it seems weird that everything costs like one or two credits. yeah 118 credits is a lot apparently uh split six I mean, ways big credits is that i i'm assuming that there is a smaller currency inside of a big credit uh you're uh, this pretty game pretty much hand waves smaller uh, amounts of money. Right. So, so we're just assuming that like a big credit is a larger donation. Yeah, think of it's it like a thousand dollars. A thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. We're not even concerning ourselves with smaller stuff because it's so tiny. Yeah, because we're actually these buying. things are serious purchases. You know, oh, keeping your ship up and running is a serious purchase. Some of buying these... regeneration costs two credits. <laughs> Oh, I'm definitely getting a bad liver. Ah, stimulus. Are these under? Are these enhancements? Yes, these are enhancements. I guess. So the bad liver makes me immune to food poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a good liver. Yeah, the names for these things are kind of strange. A lot of them are very punny. So then I need to change that. Oh, what the? I'm like typing notes into this PDF document. I mean, it's very weird doing that. Hmm. 
All right, that's kind of cool. I actually just read through what Chameleon does besides change your skin color to match your surroundings. How it mechanically works is it gives you points to spend on infiltration and surveillance. That's cool. Yeah. So I can spy on people. Mm-hmm. I think I've got some some points in there. Ugh. Yeah, viralware is a cool section of gear. Yes. Uh, there's another thing where like your species is extra good or extra bad with certain uh, cybernetic stuff or viralware, but. Ah, we can sort of hand wave that for a one shot. Also, you can only pick one. Like, That's for one thing, Vazmal uh, have cybernetic clashes and viral susceptibilities to everything. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it makes sense. They're puny and frail. They're puny and frail and have brand new biology. You can get a bread box, which is literally you have a secret. Got it. You have a secret <laughs> thing in your stomach that you can open up. You just have a fridge in your stomach where you keep your cola. Yeah, it's awesome. Where I'll keep your head. Uh, but basically, what clash and susceptibility mean is that isn't that you can't do them. It's that uh, your cybernetic install cost is uh, doubled, or for viralware, their upkeep cost is doubled. Okay, I am fine with that as a thing, considering yeah. that probably won't really matter. Um, <laughs> but if we were to continue this we for some weird reason, this. that would be a, that's that's an okay cost. While with Sibes uh, on the opposite side of the coin, they're compatible and have affinity with everything, which means their uh, ins- I don't have to give a fuck. Their install and upkeep cost is reduced. Nice. From what I from what I read, I don't think that uh, humans have anything with that, but they do have a really cool thing where they can roll a, yes. a d6 to replenish. If they if if it lands on one, you can automatically re- replenish a pool. Yeah, which sounds great. Like if you're down in a fight and you run out of punching points, you've got a one in six chance of getting back all of your punching points because yep. dang it, you're a hero. <laughs> you're a, oh, yeah. you're a space punching human hero. That's I'm Jacket Zotarker, and I won't go down. One out of six times you won't go down. One out, of, yeah. One yeah. out of six times <laughs> you won't go down. <laughs> but that's less, you know, intimidating. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, are we good to go with the pod chat? We've sort of wasted a little time, and I do feel bad because I know that some people have other things to I'm do. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Quick pause. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Six Feet. Good night, folks. Good night. night. See you soon. Okay. So now's the time when we get another drink of water, if you like. Uh, Any last questions, and then we will actually play this thing. I'm going to go get some water. Be right back. I'm going to refill my water. I basically said nothing during that, but I had to say it. All right, I'm back. And back. Awesome. Let's see. The last time I played a gumshoe game was a Dracula dossier playtest run by Ken Hype. I have never played gumshoe. It was a good time. 
It doesn't seem too bad. I read that uh, overview thing you linked. Yeah. It's like roll a d6 and half the time a four or better will mean you win. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm back. If, if something takes more than a four, there are extenuating circumstances. And that's when you start spending points. Or, I mean, hey, even requiring a four is 50-50. Mm-hmm. So you might always want to s- spend points. Yeah. Gonna use up your points. Spending two points seems to be the safe bet. Yeah. Because at three points, you basically ought to win. If you don't, then what's the point? <laughs> I should probably name my character and think of what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Because, like, the only space opera that I've really watched all of is Cowboy Bebop. Which, while a good show, does not have weird psychic mit- tiny people. But if it did, what would they be like? Probably Edward. There you go. Do it. Okay. I, I like the, uh... I don't think I have the energy to be Edward. I'll be Jet. I like the naming convention that they list for the Vosmal. Yeah, I remember reading that and I couldn't find it again in your document. There is one of the last things in the appendix is like a list of suggestion names for each of the peoples. And then there's a bunch of reference sheets and worksheets. Scrolling through. Oh, sample names. They're there. Yeah. That's small. But the convention is an archaic first name followed by a historical last name. And even a sidebar saying that uh, all infamous names, uh, people have like sort of tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, buddy, you don't want to go by that. So so no one uses them anymore. You don't want to be Maximilian Caligula. Yeah. <laughs> or Ephraim Hitler are the examples listed here. There. All right, I'm back. Oh, am I still muted? No, no, you're no, here. You're not. We're just I giving realized, you the, the cold shoulder. I was. Uh, <laughs> I realized uh, a bit into that that at some point I had muted myself to cough, and then I was saying stuff and was oh. muted. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I was just. I was just saying shit about so. Kotor two again. <laughs> okay. Well, see, that would have been That would have been really. Nice. I'm so sorry. No, no. no. See, that's a good Star Wars game. It is a good Star Wars game. I think I, I always, I usually spend like all my time talking about how that's my favorite game. Uh, but I was actually going to criticize it for even though it's able to take the interesting things about Star Wars and pick it apart and then show why a lot of those are totally garbage. A lot of the things that are good about Star Wars are actually, you know, like poisonous to Star Wars expanded fiction stuff. Um, but also, it's wrapped around a game that isn't conducive to. The, how well that game portrays its universe. All right, X, cut that somewhere into the middle of the pod chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the downside, awesome. I've, I haven't played the second, but if the system's anything like the first, it's just way it's too similar, D&D yeah. to, to be Star Wars. It, it is, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's almost the same combat system, um, but it is, it, I feel like the second one takes a lot of the really interesting ideas that the first one had about like why Star Wars isn't cool. <laughs> Which Star Wars is like my favorite thing, but also it's not cool. Um, 
like I remember very specifically the first KOTOR game has uh, a moment where they explain why the Jedi Civil War is called the Jedi Civil War. And it's because regular people don't understand the difference between the Jedi and the Sith, uh, which I thought was like a really interesting, like, oh, yeah, like they're all it's like no one gets it because it's such an insular community. They're all magic assholes. They're as all far as I can assholes. see. Yeah. They describe it at some point as like it's just two sects of a of a of a like a, a zealous religion. Um, and then the second one kind of takes that one idea and runs with it in a really the cool Jesuits way. The Jesuits just started shooting lasers at the Franciscans <laughs> and it's all monks to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, is, yeah, is everyone play, reassembled? I want to play like space monks, but actual space monks now that you mention it. I really do want to be a laser Benedict. Uh, okay, your ship doesn't have a name. I, I picked, Laser Benedict. I picked a couple out of the uh, default list. You can shoot them down, especially Benedict. if you have a better idea. I but, do like the Laser Benedict. I do like Laser Benedict. Laser Benedict. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you won't even hear them. All right. I will not, sir. It's going to be either the Laramie or the Peckinpah. But All right. Um, I'm going to make a declaration. pretty good, but I like the Benedict. Yeah. What's your declaration? So the Vasmal, their whole thing is that like they take last name because they're they're a species that basically didn't exist until recently because weird time shit. Um, they're taking all their last names from famous families from the distant human past. I'm gonna take the last name Joestar, and <laughs> my character is going to assume that they were real people. All right, all right, all right. You're trash. Great, got it. Okay. Um, Julius Joestar. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a really, really cool thing to have a last name, like as a, as a race. They're like, yeah, we, no, we don't exist. So we have to make up a whole society of last names. Oh, yeah, I guess I have to be Joe Star. Too bad. Also, mm-hmm. that they not- made up that whole from the future thing just so that they could be called Joe Star. And because <laughs> because they don't have families or anything, none of them have the same last name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I could have a brother with a completely different like family name and such because yeah, Brando. Yeah, yeah. There we go. But named or, after Martin. or D Billy Brando or, or D Luffy. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'm glad I revealed myself as trash too. Is oh, anyone not ready to go? Nate, buddy, I was born ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, Drackle. You. Nate sounds. Nate sounds maybe a little quiet. Sorry. Um, That's fine. Also, maybe I'm a little like, sad. Do you I'm, do you need I'm, a I'm, hug? I'm, Would you like to hold okay. your cat? He'll come to me eventually. Okay. <laughs> I love you, Nate. It's okay. I'm all good. I'm all good. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> and with that, uh, make a note. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Six Feet Under. Today's bonus feat, we have a... All that's left to say is good night, folks. Good night. Good night. Good night. So, yeah, that one turned out well. Yeah. <laughs> What is the can opener? Oh. The can opener is the character I played in the wrestling RPG. Oh, okay. Where okay, he played Super Punch Out. Imagine Bear Hugger, but even more of a hillbilly. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the start of that fight, uh, where uh, the can opener and Drackle's character didn't wrestle for like five minutes. And I just like yelled and sputtered. <laughs> yeah, the start of their fight was just them talking. Like, <laughs> 
they were dissing each other for like five Like, we basically minutes. just, like, circled. They, and yeah. <laughs> and then it was over in, like, a minute once they started. <laughs> were, yeah. were people into the circling, or was it just, like, everybody uh, kind of quieted the, down? The, they the were crowd just started up. impatiently chanting. Yeah. Like wrestling crowds tend to do. And then my character need his character in the head and it was over. Five times though. You well, say no, it like it happened well, once. Sure. Okay, <laughs> correction. You you just gave the lamer version of that story. I uh, grabbed you by the ankles and tried to hammer throw you, but then you broke out of it and used the momentum to kick me in the head. Like five times. Yeah. That's that's the cool version of that. Were story. you still dissing? Uh, while you were bashing? Probably. I kind of, like, I had an idea for this character, and basically, like, I thought about the two most normal characters I could think of in science fiction, and I was going to draw upon them. Those characters are both Star Trek characters, actually, so they are fucking Miles O'Brien and Lieutenant Barclay, the two oh, most sound boring. He's I've never boring seen Star Trek, space. Boring. Barclay is boring way too space. boring for his own good. I love Barclay because there's literally an episode where he, like, thinks he has a horrible disease, so he goes on, like, future WebMD and looks up a bunch of bullshit he definitely doesn't actually have. And it's like, well, I definitely have that. Uh, what? <laughs> how, how about the one where he wires himself into the computer and becomes Techno-God? Oh my god. Oh, that sounds fun. I love... A universe where the most boring guy of all time becomes a Techno-God? Oh, yeah. man. Then again, like, they took O'Brien and made him into, like, one of the most fun characters by constantly. Oh, yeah, there's an episode of DS9 where he basically, like, gets put in brain prison for what seems to be, like, 40 or 50 years. But it was actually, like, a minute. And then he gets out of it and everyone's just like, well, there's not really anything we can do about it. So I guess he just has to live with this now. (laughs) Live with the trauma of being in brain prison for 50 years? Yeah. What is what is it just like he's boring and alone for for that time? Yes. Okay. Like, he perceives himself as being in this prison for like fifty or sixty years. That sucks. Without even the comforts of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Well, actually, he has a cellmate, but then he kills him. Oh wow! Oh, but does it, he it get more? Out. Does he get brain prisoned in brain prison for that crime? <laughs> I think they just kind of solitary. He's in solitary because they don't put anyone else in his cell. But yeah, there's literally no closure at the end of the episode. Also, there's an episode where his daughter falls into a time warp and pops out 18 years older as like a feral child. Oh goodness! And they have to keep her in the cargo life. bay. Yeah, they have to keep her in the cargo bay of the sh- of the station while they try to make her like remember what being a human is. Oh man! So his, so his <laughs> narrative arc is life sucks. There's an episode where. Throughout the episode, he thinks everybody's acting weird and, like, realizes that everyone's been replaced with, like, clones or something, or, like, impersonators or something. And then he gets away, and it turns out he was the clone all along, and the real one was, like, asleep in a cave. Oh, man. And he That's dies. like the Truman Show, but if he realizes at the end that he was making a show about everyone yeah. else without yeah, noticing. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, like reverse <laughs> Truman Show. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. <laughs> Star Trek really <laughs> got really dumb. No, it's always been dumb. <laughs> it got less dumb when it when TNG happened, and then it immediately went right back to being stupid as fuck. TNG is Wait. incredibly boring. Like the episode where they go back in time to the Tribbles episode, and it was yeah, literally just, it was literally just the Tribbles episode again. 
Yeah, yeah. they literally fucking rotoscope and green screen them into the trouble with triples. Hold on. Wait. You said, that, you said that TNG's really boring, but that's the one that everybody talks about like it's the best. I mean, like, They're it's wrong. The it's, it's straight. It's, it's not dentist office in space is what it is. Well, does it have a really nice fish tank, though? No. Yes, actually, um, no. Their no, fish tank actually, even sucks. Their fish are no, boring. It's got a fucking lionfish in there. <laughs> Listen, as long as it's got those fun ones that look like tiny sharks that suck up all the algae, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are know. great. I want a fish tank of just those. Next Generation yeah. always strikes me as people who were cool in the 60s and then got really old still like, man, we were cool, weren't we? <laughs> the show. TNG's <laughs> All those it's incredibly uh, beige. Sherlock Holmes episodes. I, mean, I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody go say anything other than The Next Generation is the best Star Trek. Also, the weird pseudo-minstrelsy of it, where, like, the, the, uh, the, the Federation is just so awesome. And if you were just like us, you poor, deluded alien just- creatures... Only you could just be American. Basically, that's <laughs> we're so enlightened and bland and white bread. Where whereas like Worf is weird because he's uh, uh, dominant but always getting chumped. He eats weird food. His species is othered for having aggressive sex. It's minstrelsy. It's a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Uh, DS9's a little better about that. There's kind of an interesting plot about a bunch of humans that aren't part of the Federation that are, like, are, like, waging guerrilla warfare. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. But, uh, otherwise, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> what is the best Star Trek? Animated series. DS9. Fuck you. Animated <laughs> series. Okay, I will say one thing. Um, the best part of any Star Trek is from the animated series. Hang on, let me find the g- Animated series is the most, like, it's the purest expression of what it could have been. Like the episode where they go to the planet where the devil came from? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, found the gif. This is the best thing that's ever happened. The animated series is the id of Star Trek. <laughs> it is the id of Star Trek. There's no possible context for this gif. That's the. This is the well, only he thing. Must have sex with a tribble. It's pretty obvious, Jack. This is the only thing that I know about Star Trek. Hold on. This is the only thing that I know. Okay, is this gonna be? Let's... Oh. Yeah. Okay. This is a good thing to know about it. That's the only thing that I know about all of Star Trek. I'm the big Star Trek idiot here. Uh, I also know that he did that because he had back issues. That's the other thing that I know, that it wasn't just a weird character choice. Why would you even make chairs that height if you don't want people to do that? I don't know. It seems very natural, but no one else did it but him. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty great. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Here's one of my favorite Star Trek things. I hope you enjoy this. Yeah, remember when this was going to be a subplot and then it wasn't? Yeah, they just never did anything with it. They just fucking blow this dude up and walk away and then it never comes up again. <laughs> also, there's like some fucking like terrible practical effects going on in this episode. Oh, that reminds me of how many horrible loose threads they left in sliders. Oh, man. Oh, they just blew his head right off, didn't they? <laughs> he doesn't look like an alien. Oh, I guess oh, yeah, uh, he's got, like, there's a that bug. Okay. 
Yeah. Like, he, like, puts this alien in his mouth or something. <laughs> and it just jitters. And then a bat really <laughs> appears on his chest. That's a really bad practical effect. Shot of him, like, opening his mouth really big to eat the alien. It's supposed to be, like, this invasion from within, body snatchers-esque thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the aliens are, are people-control aliens. But they just kill this one, and they figure, yeah, that's it. This, All right, we'll seal off this room. This secret conspiracy we just sort of touched on. Yeah, I think we eradicated the whole thing. Creepy, bulgy neck. They literally oh, fucking blow this guy up. It's awesome. <laughs> so on the topic of weird uh, plot points in Star Trek, what was the intended way to deal with the computer in Ashen Stars tonight? Uh, the one they suggest is uh, spending all the inspiration you have left in order to convince it that it, it is not being true to the memory of Brian Hud. Okay. Makes sense. So it's, it's what I started to do before um, uh, before Gnome turned, into, turned it into a, a hologram. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I was Because it's the climax, I wasn't like saying, oh, you failed or didn't do it good enough. I'm just like... Feed me more. This is the climax. This is the okay. big yeah. thing. It just needed a little and more. And then being fed more turned into psychic holograms, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. That was pretty fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I like being the weird psychic species with the cool powers that make no sense. I, I also like uh, another one of the alternate solutions. They say, like, hey, you get something like this, roll with it. Uh, I mean... They say that all the time, but one of the possibilities offered is uh, reversing the electromagnetic shift that's allowing the computer to store a copy of itself in the ionosphere. This should require a series of dangerous stunts, perhaps involving a shuttlecraft, tricky flying, and explosives. <laughs> it's the core, but in the atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta realign the atmosphere. That doesn't sound hard or impossible. Um, and, and basically, I sort of wanted your uh, idea of like downloading the computer into a robot combatant combatant to work but I also didn't want to shortchange out like the combatorium is where there's combat like yeah right yeah that might have honestly worked but we would have taken a lot more time but it would have taken enough time that like it would have found a way to override enough people to be like hey you sure do like the combatorium huh Here's some more molar. They just keep coming. I mean, we could have just taken our shuttle and left and solved that equally well. I mean, a lot of these people have radiation poisoning. Yeah. uh, Some other things that I'm sure you could infer, but were left dangling was um, the there was a weird energy reading when the computer woke up and gained semi-autonomy and shot itself into the sky. As you'd imagine, that would cause some energy readings. Uh, yeah. Which is why half of the survey team checked it out and came back as murderous Brian Hud superfans. Right, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I kind of figured that was probably what happened. Yeah. And uh, like The only and, thing that struck me as weird is that they didn't go to the settlement. They just went straight back to their well, th- They were uh, recreating uh, one of Hud's attacks on a uh, Duru uh, uh, base. So the closest ah. thing to a base is where their friends are. Yeah. Right. So the fact that, that, that guy was belligerent and kind of an asshole didn't really matter. Like that, right. 
He was a belligerent asshole who got his brain warped by uh, <laughs> a, a computer that lived in the atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, it might have helped. He he did turn down turn out to be the uh, the most successful at killing his coworkers. That's true. That grudge carried over. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that this was a new Star Trek link, but it's the same alien. That's a bad effect, by the way, on that head. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> The, the I don't really know when this happened. I don't really know when the next generation was a thing. I think that episode must have been that, something like eighty nine like or ninety. One or two. Um, okay. You can hang tell on. because the costumes are especially bad. Yeah, hang on. I'll if look they're it up. showing collarbone, it's the first season. Yeah. The costumes do get better. Another thing that shows just how weird and like out of touchly progressive they were trying to write the show was uh the the men in skirts mm-hmm. like in order to show how uh, egalitarian our star trek future is we aren't going to take out the mini skirts we're just going to make them unisex mini skirts yeah this was uh this was season <laughs> this is a fine solution this <laughs> came out that's maybe maybe later than I would I, I, sorry earlier than I would have expected. Yeah, I was like I was like like Ugh, this probably came out in ninety two and was terrible. Um, ninety two is when people say they hit their stride, and then oh really? They did get more like it ran for seven years, like. Uh, but yeah, they they got better, but I just think there's some stuff at the core of the series that it smacks of untapped potential. And old people resting on their laurels. Like, man, we did great stuff back when uh, you couldn't show an interracial kiss on TV. Now let's not put any gay people in the show. Uh, there was there was a lesbian thing in DS9. In DS9. Yeah. Well, DS9 is also good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. DS9 is good. TNG's alright, but DS9's good. I mostly believe you. I can talk about DS9 for like literally forever, so don't let me. I'm trying to think the closest thing that I've come. I saw like the f- like three or four episodes of the original Star Trek, like the first thing. Because um, CBS put it all on YouTube one day, and I was like, oh, I have nothing else to do besides watch three of these. Mm-hmm. That was fine. I have such a fondness for uh, TV that its reach ext- uh, uh, goes beyond its grasp. Yeah, yeah. I think the original series has a much higher hit rate than the more technically accomplished Next Generation, as far as actually being good. It also only had three seasons, so... Right. The Star trek thing I've ever seen is Sliders, which I, I love, but also is terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's ter- it's so bad. Sliders, I just think of Quantum Leap. My wife is has got a weird thing for awful sci-fi shows from the 90s that she watched as a kid. So we're watching Earth 2 right now. Oh. We're alternating right. discs of Fringe and Earth 2, and it is, Fringe the cra- is so good. It's the craziest whiplash. Oh, man, I love Fringe. Is Fringe good? Oh, my God. Yeah. I haven't seen Fringe so at all. Good. I saw the first season of Fringe, and then I stopped watching it. I'm the Fringe guy that tells so you that it, I'm that guy. But I'm nice about it. <laughs> so I'm not, Which guy? 
the, the guy that tells you that, hey, Fringe is better than you think. Okay. Does it get better? I mean, I didn't dislike the first season. I mm-hmm. did like it. I just also stopped watching. Um, yeah, sometimes that happens even with things you like, though. Like you start yeah, a thing yeah. and then you just stop and never pick it up again. On, on our rewatch, we're in like two thirds through uh, season two, which is when things get real. Uh, not to say they weren't good, but they're like real. <laughs> like uh, in good real is real at a compliment. Real is uh, things are coming to light that absolutely test the characters and their relationships to one another. Uh, um, Nate, uh, specifically, yeah. uh, that means we just watched the first 80s flashback episode. Yes! Uh, and all those revelations. And the one that comes after where Olivia's deciding whether to tell him or not. And... Uh, Nina Sharp is all smugly like, you didn't come here to ask for help with your investigation. You already decided you're not telling him, and you just wanted me to try to convince you not to. <laughs> Give you an excuse. And she's all smug. Um, I, I, think, I think the reason that I didn't pick Fringe back up was because I thought that it was good, mm-hmm. but I also started watching it because someone was like, oh, you love the X-Files. This is like that. And then I was like, oh, this is good, but it's not like that i don't think there are it starts a, off a little bit like monster of the week in that same way but yeah there are a couple season two episodes that are excessively x-files oh okay. yeah yeah that's true uh like I'm not, yeah i guess i'm not looking for like a clone of the x-files right but something that, with that vibe and I, I didn't get that vibe from a lot of it oh um, yeah i can see that um or at least from the first season mm-hmm. um the thing about fringe is that ironicus is to fringe like i am to deep space nine about like yelling at everybody to watch it but I am also yeah, that way about Fringe, because Fringe is really good. <laughs> this is the so second good. time I've had Ironicus tell me to watch Fringe. So good. Really like, I haven't even gotten to the part where they start really stretching their their actors' talents. but They do some really interesting shit. I don't mm-hmm. want to like spoil anything. But, like, I'm glad that there's a popular just, sci-fi show on TV. It's not on. It's over. It's over? It's, oh, uh, I'm glad that there was a popular sci-fi show on TV. Yeah. It's a nice round hundred episodes over five seasons. Okay. Yeah, that's a good length of a show. Yeah. It, it was as long as it needed to be. Like, it was as long as it needed to be, and then they made a little bit more, and the little bit more they made was still pretty good. So I love, okay. like, if we ever do a pod chat about why the apocalypse is good for playing games and putting stories in... I want to bring up Fringe Season 5. Yeah. Because, uh, like, basically every year there, there's escalation in the finale and, you know, they save the world four times from increasingly dangerous things. Then the right. setup for Season 5 is a time skip after they failed. Yeah. And uh, now they have to live in a... The, the, that's how you know it got so bad, even they couldn't do it, but now they're back trying to make something out of the remains. God. Which is such an interesting switch. Mm-hmm. And like, all of their advantages are gone. It's just gumption and skill. Mm-hmm. And a funny old guy. And a funny old guy. There's... The old guy is very funny. He is very funny. I'm not... I said it like he wasn't, but he is. <laughs> Except when he's terrifying. Oh, is he terrifying? There's a a great moment. The first time you see it, uh, they temporarily cure his insanity in a sci-fi bullshit way, of course. 
Okay. And yeah. like the look on his face just falls into this set frown. And like, even though he's like tied to a chair with electrodes in his brain and this, uh, the main villain of the season is just like making him look at PowerPoint slides. He's still the scariest guy in the room. God. <laughs> the show's so good. So good. Everybody in it's just fantastic. Not a bad actor in the bunch. Why isn't Anatole doing it. anything? Why isn't who doing anything? Uh, the lady that plays Olivia. Yeah, what's she <laughs> Nothing. That's really a shame. Uh, I mean, all I want for Joshua Jackson is a uh, uh, Mighty Ducks reboot where he plays the coach. <laughs> and Emilio Estevez is now the old guy uh, sharpening the skates. Oh, I, every single time I hear somebody talk about the Mighty Ducks, I picture the cartoon and I think about cartoon ducks from another planet fighting. Did demons. I tell you about the hotel room I had on my honeymoon? Was it Mighty Ducks, the animated series theme? Yes. What? Oh, my God. Ironicus, you are a treasure. <laughs> I didn't pick it. Why? How did this how did happen? The, how were there not pictures of this? Uh, okay, what happened is, when you get the value-priced uh, uh, hotel resorts in Disney <laughs> you World, you get cartoons from... You don't get to pick a one or two bed room so we got like a family room that mm. had mighty ducks cartoon series posters on the walls because we were right next to the pool that was like themed for them because it, it was like hockey shaped and it was okay that actually counts we spent yeah that practically adds. no time there while awake like <laughs> so actually, who it's cares? really bizarre because who remembers that show besides me I remember that show. Like we could have got the the it's hotel like they, next door that was like Fantasia themed, but hey, luck of the draw. Like been... who forgets Mighty Ducks? <laughs> nobody, nobody. I knows. never have. This is weird because I, I, I'm sure they're not like airing it anywhere. Anyway, here's the weirdest comparison I'm going to make. The strength of Fringe is the same strength of Bridezilla's. Okay. okay. Yeah. Which, which is in how it is structured to keep you wanting to watch more. The way Bridezilla's works, if you haven't watched it, I nope, have not. In a while, ever or in a while, every episode there are two brides being followed. You see the first half of one bride's wedding planning as she melts down, and it is intercut. Whenever you get tired of one bride's craziness, the other bride gets a segment where you see the end of uh, of their thing, and then the next episode. Oh, well, you've got to watch it to see the end of oh, Bride so A's. That, that's evil. And then, meanwhile, while you're seeing the end of Bride A, you're seeing the beginning of Bride C. And you, it keeps overlapping that way. And the way Fringe works is each uh, emotional arc is sort of seeding the next one and sometimes overlapping in the same way with a, a procedural uh, 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 plot arc. So something is always being advanced. Whether yeah, yeah, there's a lot of fucking escalation in that. Show. I should edit Friends of the Table like that. <laughs> Man, yeah, <laughs> that could only end well. 
I'll be way too much work. I already spent like seven hours a week on that fucking podcast. And the uh, thing is, they don't really fall into that until the second season. So I understand, okay. like, yeah, until then it's kind not of getting addicted. They, they really figure out how to how to make their sort of four arc, four episode things that leads into the next one. Meanwhile, there's another thing happening in the overlapping bit. They ah, oh, it's just so well structured. Once they hit the ground, once they get the structure, it's so Speaking well done. Structure and stuff. It's not really related or relevant, but I've been watching a lot of that Korean show, The Genius. <laughs> that is totally <laughs> relevant because Noam is here. Yep, yeah, yep. that show. I but love I that love show so the much. editing in that show. The editing is really well done. Yeah. Like the way that they will establish the rules of the game that they're playing that week, and then they will cut to like an hour later and show somebody... There's something going wrong. Yeah, somebody is. But they don't really explain. Out. They don't explain what's happening or why. They just show they, someone they running around. The, yeah, they're just like, what? What's going? You know, and then they cut back, and then this is building up to that moment. Yeah. And then the way that they will establish that things are going on in the background, like people are doing shady things during the game, but they don't actually show you until it all comes together, and then they have this like really tightly edited package showing every all the step. planning that they did along yeah. the way and how they played everyone like a fool and, it's <laughs> and then it just like cuts into this like like cowboy like random like cowboy bebop sound like soundtrack yeah. that fits perfectly somehow yeah like um open pass how about that twist yeah don't want to say anything about that twist but holy shit, everyone got played for a fool. Yeah. And everyone should watch that show, and I will link it to you now. Because it's kind of weird to get a hold of, actually. Yeah, it's like, you have to find... You get it from one Tumblr page, because it's not available anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> That's, there used to be a song that I listened to by a band called Groovis Malt. No, not Groovis Malt. Ibu Gogo. And the only way that you could, watch, you could listen to the song was by watching... Uh, a two-minute Let's Play of Left 4 Dead 2 on YouTube. <laughs> and what was it like an annotation at the end? It, no, it was just uh, it was just some guy playing Left 4 Dead for two minutes with this song over it. Nice. And no Left 4 Dead audio, just the song. Ah, okay. But that's the All only right. place to hear the song. This is the only place. Yeah, it has since been put on Spotify. Um, I guess I could have always just ripped it from YouTube, but I never yeah, thought to. Hard. Yeah, I, I always was just like maybe too entranced with the fact that that was the only way that I could listen to it to consider yeah, doing it any other way. Just, that's good. Yeah. I like mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like anything related to game design or people being tricky or people who don't play games playing traditional games together, the genius is all about that. It's Although, really cool. well, except the first season, like... Oh, yeah, well, you probably shouldn't have mentioned that part, but yes, one of the players is a... Well, I don't know That's who cool. wins. I haven't seen the end of that yet. I'm not too worried about spoilers. It's okay. Well, because yeah. this show starts yeah, with like, 13 that contestants. Yeah, but you know that they get to the end. Well, the, the problem, <laughs> though, is that there's the show starts with like 13 contestants, and you yeah. have no idea who any of them are. Yeah, it's, um, it's actually a problem that they fix in Season 3, where they spend the first 15 minutes introducing you to every single character and oh, tell still, what they do. It like It took me like the first 10 episodes to actually remember people's names. I just realized this all started because I wanted to talk about how awful Earth 2 is, but I got distracted by talking about how awesome Fringe is. We could talk about contemporary Let's talk bad sci-fi. Cool yeah. yeah. 
Warehouse 13. Speaking of on the topic of contemporary sci-fi, Cowboy Bebop is the best space opera ever made. I'm I'm in the middle of watching that. It is really right good. Now. I guess about... not in the middle. I'm on episode like five. Um, okay. Because they so put, the start. They put like five episodes of the dub on Hulu, and then they didn't put any of the other ones up. So I have to find another way to watch it. Yeah. Um, it's something that I've been meaning to watch forever, but Austin very specifically said, you have to watch this for the next thing that we do on Friends of the Table. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> really good. And then it spun off into uh, Space Dandy. Uh, Did it? No, Space Dandy has nothing to do with Cowboy Bebop. I, I don't mean like spin-off as in literally other than it's the same people. Yeah. It's it, the well, Joni it's, Loves Chachi of the uh, Cowboy Bebop The only Bebop thing they universe. have in common is it's made by the same director and it's the same sort of setting, so people expected more Cowboy Bebop. And Space Dandy is nothing like Cowboy Bebop. But it Space is still, Dandy so is a show where the universe the, ends every episode. It's more the Mork and Mindy of... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's another show where the storytelling goes so crazy that it's like really it takes the awesome. phrase episodic to its logical conclusion well, at the end like, of every episode the, there's no way they could continue and then they just restart like the second episode is, is a zombie story and then like all yep, the, the whole universe all, every main zombies. character every main character secondary character all the villains are all zombies within the first 10 minutes and the rest of the episode is a documentary about what life in the universe was like after every living thing is now a zombie, including the narrator. Yep. And it's just everyone goes through their zombie day. <laughs> and then episode three, everyone's back to normal. And then in episode five, I know for a fact, um, it ends with uh, the main character, Dandy, teleporting two million years into the future where he has become a god and he is worshipped. Like there are fa- idols of him, statues of him everywhere. Um, and then they don't do anything with it. That's the end. He sees a giant statue of himself with a hundred people worshiping it. And that's where the episode ends. And then the next episode, they're back to their space adventures. So it's like the league, but in space, I haven't seen the league. So yes, <sighs> it's a, pro- I don't, uh, the, the league is a, is an almost funny show. whose biggest <laughs> weakness is the fact that they refuse to acknowledge any other episode exists. Yes, it is exactly that. Down to the almost funny. Yeah. Because it has a lot of funny moments, but nothing like, I don't know, Space Dandy is sometimes good, but it's hit or miss. Yeah. The the League is a show that is begging to be self-referential and is not at all. Yeah. Like, yeah, they could make some really good jokes. Remember that time we were zombies? Yeah, that sucked. And then they just move on. Did that at one point? I'm pretty sure they did. I don't know. I haven't watched more than like five. It was like a throwaway gag, like the following episodes. All right, I gotta go get ready for starting a stream that I'm doing. Um, All right, and have some dinner because I'm starving. I'm so hungry. Sorry. Yeah, food is good. Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) I like it a whole bunch. Same. Yeah. Uh, All right. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. No problem. Anytime. See you later. Later. Oh, boy. So, yeah, Earth 2. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I was, like, kind of, like, out of it this second. It's all right. I'm, I'm kind of sick, but also I, I started drawing my character and kind of got focused on that. <laughs> but, yeah, you seemed a little distracted in there. But, I mean, also, like, my character is kind of fitting because she has literally no interest in, like, all the science stuff. He still had investigative skills, though. Yeah, like, but I think that she did everything she needed to do. Like, yeah, 
rocket yeah. jumping onto she, a speeding truck. She made a hollow animatic of eight people killing each other. And then jumped on a truck. Yeah. And then punched a cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's that's a yeah. good, that's uh, a pretty fulfilling day, really. Job well done. If we come back to this, I think I'm going to want to put at least one point into some sort of interpersonal skill for Joestar. What seems the rudest skill? Uh, downside? downside? Yeah, what is downside? Downside is being able to talk to people who are down on their luck and uh, in the shady stuff. Okay. Hmm. That isn't quite right, because like, I was a jerk even to that bartender. That's true. It's like, hey, you're going to die anyway. Shrug. I should stop working on this drawing and just eat something. I recommend Probably. it to maintain a metabolism. But I uh, like... Everyone should click on the listen to this article button on that thing I linked. Because I imagine that that's probably what most Vazmals sound like. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I know, it's incredible. It's like the perfect alien voice, and I wish I could pull it off. Bhutanese <laughs> passport. How did you find this? Um, it was linked on Twitter. <laughs> so, like, do they have someone read these, or was this like randomly like? Text I have no idea. But it's incredible. From kingdom to kingdom. <laughs> this is what Jar Jar was supposed to sound like, right? Probably. Sound like they got like claptrap from Borderlands to read it. Have, has anyone seen the? Uh... Maybe if claptrap was super drunk. <laughs> has anyone seen the uh, the new Mission Impossible movie trailer that came out today? No. There is a scene where Tom Cruise holds on to the outside of an airplane as it takes off. Okay, seems good. And as we all know, Tom Cruise does his own stunts for real. Uh-huh. So wait, what did he do? I'm sorry, I missed that I was busy laughing at this thing again. This voice. <laughs> okay, uh, ignore the really bad uh, uh, extra stuff they added to this image to make it a poster. <laughs> And just realize that Tom, that is really Tom Cruise and a real plane that really took off while he was really holding uh, uh, onto it. Nah, there had to be something else going on here. Yeah, that's the there's, kind of thing that will no get a dude way. killed. Yeah, there's no legal way he would get He was probably tied to the thing. Uh, like, almost he certainly. was like CGI! It's a hologram. Something. Well, I'm certain at the very least he was tied to it, yes, if nothing else. Because otherwise, like, this is still really stupid to do even with that. <laughs> to be fair, it's really stupid to do even if it's CGI, because it's fucking dull. God, this fucking Wikipedia page is the worst. <laughs> that voice is just incredible. But I, what's great is that it's, it's not even like a still from the movie, probably. It's it is. Thing, it is. Oh, is it actually a it still? It is. A, like, if you look up the trailer, you will see the scene of it, like, rolling down the airport and lifting off. 
Like, uh, here's... I think that makes... Because I thought for a second, like, did he do this just for this poster shot? No, uh, here's a, uh, article about the filming of it, and you can see other pictures where, uh, like, there, there's a big one where you see the whole plane, and there's this white thing under the wing, and that's the camera pointed at him. And he's got basically toe straps pinched into the door of the plane. That's that's what's holding him. Yeah, that's nuts. Tom Cruise is dedicated to doing his own stunts. I, I like that the uh, article points out he was wearing a full tailored suit. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's the impressive thing. The suit. I'm sure it costs a lot of money. <laughs> How much money did matters. the plane cost? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was also yeah. jumping around on the Burj Khalifa for real for, for the last one. So, okay. Right out of our last stand game. Yes. I'm pretty or sure the, the movie came out do. first. Yeah. The encounter we didn't do. Bhutanese passport. <laughs> it's just so good. I really wanted to do this voice, but I was really certain I wouldn't Bhutanese be able to do it properly. Bhutanese passport. You wouldn't be able to keep this up the entire game. No, no. Especially since like the first hour or so of the game, we didn't say anything like our char- in character. It's we got were... a strange, uh, unpredictable cadence too. Like there's no, yeah. you you don't know when to go up and down in your tones. And then he also just like trails off and has a lot of vocal fry in the middle of this really uh, high pitched weird voice. Oh man. I do like their list of all the times he's almost died making a movie. <laughs> like number one, almost decapitated by a katana during The Last Samurai. That would have uh, made that movie very different. That would have made that movie real interesting. It, it would have been accurate, and then Ken Watanabe really is the last samurai. Instead of there being two running around. Let's see. Scaling the world's tallest building. Facilitate. Free running on bare broken glass. Ugh. Oh, yeah, that makes me realize. Like, did they actually break a window in the Burj Khalifa for their filming? Hey, you gotta do something. I'm sure they can afford to replace it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's Brad Bird. That guy's made of money. It's not true. Feeling sick. And it's you should probably get some sleep. In fact, we should all probably get some sleep. In fact, I'm, I'm gonna sit here and play Monster Hunter. So in fact, I'm gonna end the call. So. Okay. okay. Get to so later. Monster Hunter, though. Yeah. See you next week. Later. Or whenever. All the time. We yeah. still have recruitment open for that one on the fourth. That I mean, you're you're in. No one else has said anything. Yeah. Like the whole thing yeah, of hey, that- leave uh, our hastily planned uh Wanna invite worldwide Phil wrestling again? Uh, since he had to leave halfway through this session. You know, I'll ask. I mean, since we already set a date, but not a time, uh, there's a chance. Worldwide wrestling again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in. We're doing yeah. because we have a hole in our schedule because of things. So yeah. people seem to be a big fan of the can opener. So and then two weeks after that, 
Uh, Costume Fairy Adventures. Uh, Someone should propose a date for the other Costume Fairy Adventures, because that's going to be the one I want to be in. 